There are three types of hobbies you must have. What are those? Find out more. Hello and welcome to the Yola Podcast. If you are new here, I am Chukuga Chukumerije. Today is Wednesday, you know what it is. It's 8 o'clock series. Where we delve deep into enjoying everyday life and kicking it all day. So before we get to today's podcast, we'll have two new fun and exciting segments that we are adding on Wednesdays. We have dropped the jaw where we'll talk about amazing files that will make your jaw drop. They will have the suitcase uh, where we'll talk business, profits, passion, and all of that, sales and everything like that. So it's really two fun and exciting segments that we are adding, and they are going to be coming before the 8 o'clock series. And we, we are launching them today, so it's, it's all starting today. Um, so before we get into today's podcast, I'm going to be playing a song that has been on my mind to play on the other podcasts, and I hope you enjoy it. It's a popular song. Here it goes. So let's drop some jaws. Number one, a Japanese koi fish named Hanako lived for a whopping 225 years. He finally died in 1977. So let me tell you a little bit about this, right? The koi Hanako is the oldest recorded fish in history. Her name Hanako literally means flower girl in Japanese. So she was born in 1751 and she died on July 7th, 1977 at the grand old age of 226. So this made Halako not only the oldest koi in history, but also the longest living freshwater fish to ever exist on record. And this record has not been surpassed to this day. Okay? Alright. Number two. In 2012, a missing woman was unexpectedly found during a vacation in Iceland when it turned out that she was on the search team, searching for herself. So, see what happened. The woman was declared missing from a party touring um, in a volcanic region in South Iceland after getting off the party's bus to freshen up. So, she got off the bus briefly, but what happened was that she changed her clothes. So when she came back into the bus, her fellow travelers did not recognize her. And that's how the search party started. Okay? Uh, so when they started describing the woman they were searching for, 
she herself, she didn't even recognize that it was her they were searching for. It was after a very long night that she was finally realized, oh man, it's me they are talking about. So, that's fun. Imagine getting missing and you don't know that you're missing and everybody is searching for you and you yourself, you're even searching for yourself. Funny. Anyway, so, that's, that's a cool fact. Another thing that you may not know is this. Honey does not spoil. Did you know that? You can actually eat a honey that is 5,000 years old. And it will be like it was just made. Honey does not spoil. And finally, on today's segment of Drop the Jaw, we have one song that had only one chord, but it found its way to the Billboard Hot Charts in 1972. It actually was on number, f- number 8 in the US, and it did far better in Canada, it reached number 5. So, this song has only one chord, the entire song, one chord, and the name of the song is called Coconut. The song did so well that it was later featured in films, like about three films were there about um, Reservoir Doors, Particle Magic, Hey Arnold, you know, movies like that. It got featured in those movies. So, uh, so this is today's episode. Tell me what you think about the segment. Did you enjoy it? What do you think we should do better? You know, things like that. Let me know what you think about today's segment of Drop the Jar. And we'll be right back. Welcome to the suitcase. So this time for the suitcase, where we'll talk about business and career the street way. And today we'll be answering a question a lot of people um, starting business usually ask. And that question is, is my product or service a real business? Well, the answer to that question is very straightforward. Once people can exchange your products or service for money, then you've got a business. Um, however, uh, if the question is, can my product or service become the next million dollar business? Then the question I'll ask you is this. Is your business scalable? A scalable business produces huge profit margins and very minimal additional costs or expense. Simple. If you can example the software, once the code was written, it was simply duplicated into millions of copies. So on the question of can my product or service become the next million dollar business, well, it depends on the product. Service businesses aren't exactly scalable. This is because you need people. For example, if you run a hairdressing business somewhere and you're having more and more customers, you definitely need more and more staff. You need more and more hairdressers to help you cope with the increase in customers. So a business alike cannot easily be scaled. Right, so service-based businesses usually have the hard time. It's more difficult for service-based businesses to scale, but product-based businesses are easily scalable, and it's easier for digital products to be scaled, um, softwares, products like that. It's easier for products like that to be scaled than it is for you know other forms of products. So I think the next question we we'll have to answer is how can my business be converted 
into a scalable business. So if you're running a service-based business, how can that business be converted into a business that can easily be scaled? We'll probably answer this question on another episode of The Suitcase. Alright, so I have a question for you. Which one do you prefer? 101% of a $100 billion market or 25% of a $40 million market? I'll leave you to answer that question yourself. And that brings us to the end of the suitcase. Uh, if you have any questions concerning your business, especially when it regards to scalability, you still don't understand what we mean by scalability or the ability to scale your business or you're trying to figure out how you can scale your business, please let me know. Let me know. Let me know. So the email to contact us is on the description or you can simply send an email to hello at yola.co hello at yola y-o-l-a-r.co with your questions um, regarding your business on how to scale it and i'll try as much as i can to answer it and um, get back to you okay so that is that for the suitcase and finally to our main segment of the night to get to the eight o'clock series and i'll go straight to it right there are three types of hobbies that you must have on earth one to make you money, one to keep you in shape, and one to keep you creative. One is for your mind, when you talk about the one that will keep you creative. The other one is for your body, when you're talking about the one that will keep you in shape. And the other one is to make sure that you can at least afford to buy some salad while working your mind and exercising your body, right? So that's about money. You, know, you need to be able to keep your body together, your body and soul together. You know? So... Uh, you need to find a hobby that makes you money. You need to find a hobby that keeps you creative. And you need to find a hobby that keeps you in shape. So we are going to be talking about um, the different types of hobbies that fall under the different categories. And um, so that you can start looking at one that you can start cultivating going forward. You know, this hobbies reminds me of what the Bible says in 3 John chapter 3, verse 2. Beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. So he's talking about uh, health prosperity, physical prosperity. He's talking about the prosperity of the soul, the prosperity of the mind, and of course your spirit. So um, we'll, we'll talk about different hobbies that you could learn and how it impacts you, how it impacts your mind, how it impacts your body, how it impacts your general well-being and what you could start doing today to start improving your life. Alright, so the first one is learn how to play a musical instrument. Of course, this deals directly with your mind. So why should you learn how to play a musical instrument? Playing music affects your well-being in ways that are so tremendous it boosts your creativity it increases your analytical skills it fine-tunes your motor skills and generally improves your intelligence so there's something unique that playing a musical instrument does that other hobbies do not exactly do and that is that it boosts corpus callosum that connects the hemispheres of the brain by building new connections so what does that even mean is this some medical jargon that you know i'm just throwing around uh, i will explain that in a bit the corpus callosum is a thick band of nerve fibers that connect the cerebral cortex loops into the left and right hemisphere. So it connects the left and the right sides of the brain, allowing for communication between the two hemispheres. As you already know, the left side of your brain handles all the 
analytical stuff, right? So it's very strong when it comes to mathematics, analysis, spelling, reading, writing, sequencing, verbal narrating, language, you know, things like that. It's very logical and it enjoys strategies and all that. While the right side of the brain, you know, that's the creative part, right? It is very artistic. It's very strong when it comes to multi-dimensional thinking, art, music, drawing, athletics, coordination, you know, repair, you know, things like that. So you tend to remember places, faces, events, you know, easily, easily. So learning to play a musical instrument will boost the corpus callosum, thereby enhancing the left and right sides of the brain. That is the overall function of your brain. And this is really, really, really cool. So you are not just analytical, but you are very good analytically, but you're also very good creatively. And this is awesome. Another hobby that is very important that you have is you should develop the habit of reading a book, at least one book a week. Oh, okay, let's say one book a month. Um, and, and this is particularly for your mind. And, and I'll tell you the cool thing about reading. It's, the cool thing about reading is that it expands all the three types of intelligence. So you have the crystallized, the fluid, and the emotional intelligence. I will summarize them in a bit. The moment you stop learning, that is the exact moment that you start dying. Crazy, yeah, but it's true. So it doesn't matter what your inclination is, whether you like novels or those thick biology textbooks or have a business review. The benefits of reading is simply the same. Initially, I talked about the three types of intelligence, yeah. So I will basically explain them so you can understand how reading a book um, improves you, just makes you really, really smart. So crystallized intelligence is basically the accumulation of knowledge, you know, facts, skills. All those things that you acquire through life, you know, those things that you acquire when you read, when you study, when you like, you know, things like that. You know, so that's crystallized, crystallized intelligence. Then we have the fluid intelligence, which basically deals with your ability to reason and think flexibly. You know, it, it, it deals with your ability to think out of the box. Solving puzzles, coming up with problem-solving strategies, you know, things like that. So you can say being being smart, being street smart. Um, then you have the emotional intelligence, which is simply your ability to monitor not just your own emotions, but also the emotions of other people. So you can look at yourself or someone and not just differentiate, but also identify different emotions that is being displayed and then use this emotional information that you've acquired to guide both your thinking and your behavior. Being emotionally intelligent is very important for when you're relating with people and, you know, when you're relating with society. So reading puts you on a level above everyone else that doesn't. You know, it, it reminds me of something that the scripture says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. And it's very true. Once you stop acquiring knowledge, you start going down. Um, the third one is exercise regularly. Of course, this one talks about your body. Remember, we talked about three types of hobbies, you know, one to keep you in shape, um, one to make you money, and one to keep you creative. So now we're talking about uh, the one to keep you in shape. So there's no need of going into details about the benefits of exercise. There are so many, several documented benefits of exercise, uh, both to our minds and emotions, and especially to our body. Now, I'm not talking about going to the gym once a month, no. This is why this has to be not just a hobby, but a routine. 
It doesn't have to be occasional. It has to be regular. Because when you exercise, the cells of your body are filled with a protein called the BDNF, which means brain-derived neurotrophic factor. So what it does is that it stretches memory, learning, focusing, concentration, and understanding, all those kind of things. So uh, once you are exercising regularly, you are always mentally alert because the cells of the body are now being filled with this protein. Because of this protein, you know, your memory is now strengthened, uh, you, 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 your learning is strengthened, you're more focused, your concentration is on the maximum, and it's easy for you to understand concepts. So, uh, this is one of the main, main benefits of, of exercising. See, exercising not just does amazing things to your body, it does amazing things to your mind as well. Alright, the fourth one is this. Learn a foreign language. Personally, I'm currently learning a new Asian language and I can tell you for a fact, this is one of the best hobbies you can have. Most of us are, uh, appreciate polyglots. I mean, if you go to YouTube, there are so many videos of polyglots where they are rattling off in so many languages, Russian, Italian, uh, French, Japanese, um, Arabic, Chinese. No, just they are speaking so many languages and they are speaking them fluently. So we admire that thing. But the thing is, is anybody and everyone can become a polyglot. You know, because once you can speak so many languages, it boosts your memory and enables the brain to perform very mentally this, uh, demanding tasks. All right. So the sixth one is games. Woo! I love this one. I play games almost every other day. And I can't talk about this enough. Thank God for smartphones. You get access to puzzles, riddles, board games, card games, video games, and just name it. You can get them on your smartphone. And, you know, you can play them in between. You can always find time to play games because there's always time for a game, right? You can play them in between work, doing your lunch break, or whenever you feel stress. So, not just that it takes your mind off stress, but it also does more. It increases neuroplasticity. So... What is neuroplasticity? Neuroplasticity is basically the ability of your brain to reorganize itself by forming new uh, neural connections throughout your life. It allows your nerve cells or the nerve cells in your brain to adjust the activity in response to a new situation or in a new change in your environment. So uh, it also allows us to, to view things from different perspectives and to understand the cause and effect to behavior and emotions. So by playing games, you, you be, of course, you know you become smarter by playing games. You know, you can analyze a lot of stuff that games does to you and it's, it's, it's really, 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 really good for your mind. So these are, these are, these are hobbies that you got to form. And uh, one of my personal favorite is this, meditate. Oh, okay. So this is not as hard as it sounds, right? Requiring, uh, you may know him, is the author of the Purpose Dreaming Life. He once said that if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. All you have to do is focus your attention away from worry to God. Right? Me personally, I love to meditate on God's word. Meditation is just simply focused thinking. And studies show that meditation increases the gray matter or simply your brain cells. So, uh, meditation is like a self directed neuroplasticity. So, which means that you are directly changing your brain by inwardly and consciously directing the, the attention of your brain in a particular way. Basically, you are using your mind to change your brain. 
uh, I will have a final one on our list, uh, which is also physical, and that is playing sports. Sports is good exercise, but it also builds good social skills along with it because obviously you have to play with someone or people. Um, so these are these are eight hobbies that you could form, and these hobbies are targeted mainly towards your mind and your body. Remember, I didn't mention anything about money yet, uh, which I will in a while. Uh, but there's something that is very instructive about these things, and some of these hobbies also bothers on your spirit as well, your spirit man, um, which is really, 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 really important. In as much as we work our bodies and we work our minds, we should also work on our spirits. And the good thing about this thing is that some of the hobbies that directly affect our mind also impacts our spirit as well, once like reading a book. So while you're also reading books, you're also reading your Bible, you have the one on meditation, so where you meditate on God's world. You can meditate on a lot of things, but you can also meditate, which I strongly suggest that you meditate on God's world. And it's very important that when you exercise your mind, to exercise your mind with things that are good, things that are pure, things that can help you improve. You know, there's something that the Bible says that we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So this is where we work on our mind, we improve it daily. And how we can do that is by cultivating good habits, good hobbies that affect the mind, that renews the mind, and ultimately affects our spirits. Alright, so that is that, and of course I did forget about a hobby that will make us money. So there's this quote by Mark Anthony, and he says that if you do what you love, you will never work a day in your life. So it could be writing, singing, or even frying chicken, whatever. As long as it's marketable and there's good demand for it, then go for it, of course. But then I highly suggest that you go for hobbies that are very, when it comes to money, making hobbies that are you know close to your heart that you're passionate about but as long as that hobby or that passion of yours is marketable and there is demand for it then all you have to do is acquire the necessary knowledge and the necessary skills to help you create a business out of it and ultimately make enough money that you can live on well that's all for today and before i go a quick recap during the suitcase segment, we talked about scalability in business. So we ask that you find a business that's scalable, and once you have a business that is scalable, the sky is just your starting point. Then we talked about the different hobbies that you must have: one to make you money, one to keep you healthy, and one to keep you creative. I will talk about different ones that you could do. We talked about playing sports, meditating, we talked about games, we talked about you learning a new language, we talked about exercising regularly, we talked about reading a book, and we talked about learning how to play a new musical instrument. So let me know uh, the hobby that you're going to start learning today. And um, that is all for today. I'll see you on Friday. And please do not forget to subscribe to the Yola podcast and share it. If this helped you in any way, please share it so others can benefit from it as well. All right, that is that. See you next Friday.